Gio, we're back. Welcome, everyone, to the TMA podcast. And we are recording just mere minutes after the World Baseball Classic Final. Man, Gio, I know you're not a big baseball guy. And I know Italy got knocked out of the, the preliminary. They got robbed. At- they got robbed. <laughs> yeah, their their boy, Toronto's finest, Jordan Romano, wasn't able to wasn't able to be there uh, for absolute time. Yeah, but man, we don't normally talk about baseball on this podcast, Gio, partly because you do not give a crap about baseball. And we've only started recording since January, and baseball offseason is probably the only offseason that's less exciting than the NHL's offseason <laughs> or Honestly. non-playing. Yeah, so we haven't really talked about baseball at all, but dude, like this classic man, I think has swept like everyone off the floor in terms of the energy, the excitement, uh, the hype, the anticipation, just like everything around this tournament. And these are not words you usually anticipate or sorry, these are not words you usually describe or say when you talk about baseball, at least in the last maybe 10, 15 years, right? And um, Gio, you see, we, we've talked about before all these different rule changes, things people are or the league is trying to do to quote unquote speed up the game, make the game more interesting, appeal to the younger generation. But um, I guess we'll talk about the final in a second. This tournament, I don't know if you've uh, read the news at all, has drawn amazing numbers compared to the last yeah. World baseball classic. And then even compared to like world series numbers, um, just from the top of my head, I, I forget how many millions of viewers, the Japan quarter uh, semifinal against Mexico drew, but it was like really similar to the World Series um, Game Six or Game Seven uh, viewership, which was crazy. So people were saying, I mean, the the ratings are just going to come out for the USA Japan game, but like it's going to be like around 100 million viewers. It's crazy. Yeah, it's um, honestly, I you know, it's, a lot of people were dunking on it. Usually, actually. A lot of idiots were dunking on it being like it's a waste of time and you know guys should be at spring training and um you know this whole this whole tournament is kind of i guess a waste of time or, or just kind of a gimmick um and you you've kind of seen that with other tournaments in different sports um like within leagues like the like, world like, cup of hockey yeah, for sure you know and like I mean, it would be pretty insane to see a World Cup of, of football, like an NFL. That would be quite hilarious. Um, so I don't think we'll ever see that just because that would be a one-team race. Um, but, um, yeah, with the World Cup of Baseball, it's, um, like you said, like it clearly has such a strong audience. Um, and it's really cool to see, you know, obviously baseball is one of the biggest sports in America alongside football. But, you know, we know how prevalent – it is in other parts of the other the parts of the world um, and how the MLB is made up of so many talented international players from Dominican yeah. Republic, Cuba, Japan, Italy, like Jordan Romano, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, even Canada, like Canada is kind of, yeah. you know, not great, but Freddie Freeman. You know, it was, um, it was weird to see Israel in the world baseball classic. I'm not too sure what they're doing there, but I saw there. That saw, is so like, random. They've been there in previous tournaments, and in one tournament, I forget the year, they went 3-0 in round-robin play. So, like, I don't know what's happening in Israel, but they're not bad at baseball. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it's just – it's it's obviously one of those things that I think out of all, like, the inner 
interleague sort of international tournaments um, that you see. Um, I feel like this one here is definitely the, the one with the most potential and the one that's clearly um, the one that's the most successful. And I think that what they're hoping to do is kind of make it into like a World Cup uh, similar sort of style um like soccer yeah. and yeah. i think there's just a ton of potential there because you can see like you can see how much the it means the fans like even the american fans um because yeah. usually that's the case man it's like when you have these international tournaments like for example in hockey um the in the world championships that take place during the nhl playoffs um when guys get eliminated though some of them will head over to usually it's hosted in europe um and you'll see guys play for canada and whatever and yeah, for Canadians, because the NHL playoffs are taking to, uh, place and America, it's so much on the back burner and it's such a big deal for like those other countries like Sweden, Russia, mm-hmm. um, you know, Finland. But the World Cup of Baseball, like you just or sorry, the World Baseball Classic, um, mm-hmm. you just see like I saw like fans in like fans in, in the stadium who were American fans were like biting their nails, edge of their seat, wanting it so badly. Um that I think it's just going to, it's going to be one that's really going to be a good sticking point for future international tournaments. So I, I, I'm, I was impressed, like you said, with the turn with the, the viewership in, in um, contrast to even the world series. And I just think it's a great, great, um, great, great tournament. Um, and I think it's just going to continue to be successful. Well, I think you're a great example because you're not someone that watches or follows baseball much or at all, like watch the playoffs and stuff. But even you are aware of these massive viewership numbers and the hype, the anticipation, all, all this stuff about the World Baseball Classic. And that's oh, how it's all you, over Twitter. Like, yeah. you know, like for any sports fan seeing this, like, I think it's a great, at least for me, it's a great segue into baseball, you know, to kind of get even hyped Mm -hmm. about it because baseball and also another thing that actually i just thought about aaron baseball you know obviously it's got a massive platform in the states and canada and around the world so the mlb is obviously going to continue to be successful but one of the things that the mlb is consistently knocked for is just how monotonous and how long and grueling the season is like 162 games like baseball is already a pretty slow moving sport Right. Um, so when you're like, if you're a Jays fan, Yankees fan, whatever, whoever you cheer for in the MLB, like to actually stick it out and watch all 162 games, like you have to literally not have a life. Like that is a crazy <laughs> amount of baseball to take in. But if you can kind of mix in, like spice it up with like a, a world classic tournament like this, where, you know, your country's in it and, um, you know, and clearly it's not like America's running away with it. Like Japan won. Um, a lot of teams could have could have made well, a run at the title. If anything, Japan is running away with it. This is their third World Baseball Classic um, victory as they clinched tonight. Out of totally. the five or six iterations they've had. Nihon Wasakai Champion. Japan nice. are world just, champions. I apologize for, for my <laughs> horrible Japanese, but uh, just a couple, lovely language. Just a couple tidbits and stats. So game six, Gio, of the 1980 World Series remains the most watched MLB game. An average of 54.86 million viewers. That's like double, almost double Canada. Yeah. So <laughs> in this year's World Baseball Classic, Japan beat South Korea in the in pool play. And in Japan alone, 62 million viewers watched. So that's, 
That's literally, <laughs> dude. That's literally if all of Italy sat down and watched a game together. That's all yeah. of Italy. And and Japan's population geo was 125 million. So that's crazy. Half of J- Japanese households had the TV on watching that game. One out of every game. two people. So One just imagine. Just imagine this final. How many people are watching? School is probably shut and all that stuff. But unreal it's numbers. Awesome. Crazy, crazy numbers. I'm super excited. And like the USA had a lot of pitchers um, specifically that opted out due to um, like arm maintenance, spring training, all that stuff. I don't think you're going to see that for the next World Baseball Classic because the USA had a pretty stacked team on the offensive side of the ball, like Schwarber, Betts, Goldschmidt. Um, Trout, uh, like they were like that. Those guys enough should be able to beat any team in the world. Um, a Rod, Barry Bonds, yeah, yeah. Ken Griffey was their batting coach. Um, and and they <laughs> lost. Like, oh, screw to it. Put me up there. <laughs> and they and they lost. So USA needs some redemption. But um, World Baseball Classic, massive success. Um, the game tonight was it was super hyped. You, I got you to turn on the TV in the ninth inning. Trout versus Otani, that was like the dream matchup because Otani's the face of Japanese baseball and maybe now the face of world baseball, American baseball. Mike Trout what is was the face of Major League Baseball, best all-around player in the league. On the same team, went head-to-head, two outs in the ninth, one-run game, full count. That's like, what else do you want? That's like straight out of a movie. Well, that's the thing. Like, I'll... As someone who's not a huge, huge baseball guy, the one thing I can definitely get down with is like when the Blue Jays went on that epic like World Series run, you know, that was something I was locked into. Or, you know, when games are kind of, you know, in the last three innings in a close game, like whether it's playoffs or not playoffs or whatever, like those are to me are always super entertaining. Um, But I don't know, like that's, that's the thing. That's why I find the World Baseball Classic so so um, captivating. Is that they were able to make a tournament so entertaining and something you didn't want to take your eyes off of for a sport that, like I said earlier, just kind of shoves it down your throat every season with way too many games and just kind of it becomes a very um, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of a dry product. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? So, um, in baseball, I find that I have to find certain moments to really be entertained, whereas baseball. a lot of it can be, <laughs> a lot of it can be a little bit dry and kind of, like I said, monotonous, but, um, yeah, amazing stuff from the world baseball classic. I think it's going to entrench itself as one of the most, uh, uh, successful international tournaments for in sports, uh, moving forward. Uh, just to like last, last comment massive w for whoever decided to have the final and knockout games in miami because just looking at the demographics in miami you got like the you know the dominicans they the cubans got them checked off of the cubans the mexicans um for uh, legal or illegal um yeah let's just move on from that but <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, let's open up that can of worms you, uh, you prick <laughs> so let's get ricardo on uh <laughs> Ricky actually uh, flew in um, from a tree branch, um, is what I heard. Oh, he was oh, slinging oh. through the forests or the jungles, rather, of El Salvador yeah. to get to that game. So he, uh, oh. yeah, really oh. impressive stuff from him. But yeah, it's a, it was a yeah sick venue um, to have it because you have such, in, especially in America, it's such a like um, 
prominent spot for baseball in terms of Miami, like, it was culture. very accessible. Miami is very accessible, I'd say, for like everyone to come watch. I'd say, like, right? Other and countries it's like, too. yeah, absolutely. Like South Americans coming in, obviously. I mean, like Japan and some of the other countries that were in it that are you know on the eastern side of the world, maybe not as <laughs> as easy. But for like, you got to kind of. I think it was a good hot spot if it, for it being hosted in America to be in Miami. You got a lot of different cultures that that love baseball um that kind of all came together to watch that but speaking that was a massive w aaron but speaking of we just we just talked sorry we just talked geo for 12 minutes about baseball wow that's a new record that's a record for me i know god um and you just inter you just interrupted what what was going to be a pretty sick segue so let me restart this i'm just jealous of your segues man like your segues have taken the next level in greatness, I and, I, and I, I'm still stuck at the bottom here. So I'm no, just... you got you got some good ones. You know, you know what it is. Uh, shout out to Overdrive. That's one of my favorite podcasts. It's the uh, Toronto Sports Network, and you know, people can dunk on me if they want, but I am a Leafs fan. And um, let's face it, outside of the Toronto Maple Leafs, all of the uh, all of Canada's sports are Toronto based, right? So for the most part. So, you know, Brian Hayes is just such an epic host, man. He is a Segway king. But um, the Segway that I was going to use was, since you said, what a massive W for Miami being the host uh, city for the WBC. On the flip side, there was a massive L from James Reimer, goaltender of the San Jose Sharks, who is absolutely being torched online and uh if you guys check out our instagram and twitter both have the same handle tm up pod follow us on twitter for any engagement purposes news we love we love being active on twitter and then on our instagram you know similar stuff we're going to post updates episode updates news and all that fun stuff but um if you do go to our instagram you will see one of our most recent posts was the statement put out by goaltender james reimer who is a Toronto Maple Leaf alumni and a key component to that game seven um, disaster against Boston. So shout out James. Thank you for being a Civ. Um, I'm just going to quickly read out Aaron James Reimer's quote, and then um, you and I can kind of jump in and dissect it as it's definitely taken not only the hockey world by storm, but definitely the sports world. I think a lot of people, different sports are doing different initiatives for inclusion um and sort of just yeah basically trying to promote uh equality within the game but uh this is quote from james reimer goaltender of san jose um quote under the umbrella of the nhl's hockey is for everyone initiative the san jose sharks have chosen to wear jerseys in support of the lgbtqia plus community of tonight for all 13 years of my nhl career i've been a christian not just in title but in how i choose to live my daily life I have a personal faith in Jesus Christ who died on the cross for my sins and in response asked me to love everyone and follow him. I have no hate in my heart for anyone and I have always strived to treat everyone that I encounter with respect and kindness. In this specific instance, I am choosing not to endorse something that is counter to my personal convictions, which are based on the Bible, the highest authority in my life. I strongly believe that every person has value and worth, and the LGBTQIA plus community, like all others, should be welcomed in all aspects of the game of hockey. Um, 
So I'll I'll pass you the b- baton there um, to start. But before you do, I just want to just mention how counterintuitive that entire statement is, in my opinion. And I'll and I'll jump into it as well. But that's enough of my voice, Aaron. What do you what do you take from that? What is your? I know we've spoken about this recently with Ivan Provorov, uh, um, who also um, stated similar uh, convictions as a Russian Orthodox, and we jumped into that, but. This seems to be becoming more and more of a prevalent issue and hot button topic with players holding out and teams even canceling these nights. Yeah. So like I said, when we spoke about Ivan Provorov, uh, it's going to be a pain in the butt for the league and everyone for a couple weeks, and then it's going to go away. And like, to be honest, that's exactly what happened. I haven't heard anything about this, or I haven't, I haven't even heard about Ivan Provorov um, since it happened and a couple weeks afterwards, and they kind of went away. I think there's a little bit of, like, backlash, though, obviously. Um, but I think this was the fear that everyone had, was Ivan Pro- Provorov opened the can, right, for other players, or he set the precedent, precedent for other players to say, hey, I don't want to do this for X, Y, Z or X, Y, Z. So yeah, like, I mean, my opinion remains the same on it. It's like, I don't understand why they can't just wear a Jersey for 30 minutes. And like, at the end of the day, Gio, these players aren't dumb. They hear what the media has to say. They're not closed off. Um, Like there's so much accessibility. They, They know like people say, Oh, it's all, it's about, um, promoting in, like inclusiveness and stuff. So it's not like they don't know that. Uh, so I'm not too sure why. And only James Reimer knows why he doesn't want to wear that jersey. And I think the easy answer, to be honest, man, is religion. That's just the easy answer. And that's the answer you can't really quote-unquote argue with. Right? <clears throat> it's, it's, just, it's just easy to go that way. But you know what, yeah. man? What, what was like the low of the low in terms of like, wow, you really messed up or not messed up, but got to second think yourself is Mr. Brian Burke. I don't know if you saw this, but Brian Burke even spoke about it too, saying that, uh, quote, I repeat that I'm extremely disappointed. I wish players would understand that the pride sweaters are about inclusion and welcoming everybody. A player wearing pride colors or tape isn't endorsing a set of values or enlisting in a cause. He is just saying that you are welcome here and you are in every single NHL building. And that's what that's what you've talked about. You've brought that up multiple times. Um, Brian Burke <laughs> brought it up. So it's like, it's, not like the, it's not like the players don't know. They know uh, why they don't want to wear. I don't know. And like, I think people got to stop assuming. I, like, it, it's unfortunate, though. The league's got to do something about it but then if they go too hard on it and too pushed on you'll also get the negative backlash i think it's just unfortunate at this point because you don't really see it in other leagues or maybe we do see it but it's not publicized i'm not too sure because i haven't done my research on it just sucks like i can't really say more it just sucks no and i think that's a pretty fair fair analysis i mean it's it's a weird one right like it's it's just one of those things like to me, I I don't understand guys like Reimer and, and Provorov taking this stance. And it's like they're taking something that's 
not religious and has nothing to do with religion and making it into a religious issue. Um, and it's so like the reason I find it so counterintuitive, Aaron, is is, is especially that last paragraph of uh, of what Reimer says, and it just completely diminishes his entire choice. I strongly believe that every person has value and worth, and the LGBTQIA plus community, like all others, should be welcomed welcomed in all aspects of the game of hockey. That's what those pride sweaters about. Like it's almost like some of these guys think that by strapping on a uh, a, a rainbow like jersey like they're gonna like uh, that they're gay or something it's like what do you guys like yeah. like like i can't it's it's unfathomable like it's if you tr- like if you're gonna put out a little fluffy statement like that because let's face it the reason he he said that statement whether he believes it or not and it seems like he doesn't believe it because he actively withheld himself from you know such a simple gesture um, he's simply just, it's all just PR BS, really. Um, right. say, say it how it is. Like you don't like, if that's, that's the thing is like, I, another thing that kind of bothers me about it is these silly statements where they're saying, I respect everyone. Everyone's allowed in the game, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay. Like, you know, there, I remember James Reimer, like he wore the military Jersey in the pregame. Um, and stuff like that yeah. to kind of honor that. Like, there's all these initiatives the NHL does. This is this has nothing to do with your your values or your beliefs. Or no one's infringing upon your religion. It's just simply being a proponent for an inclusive cause, which is ironic in a lot of ways, um, because one of the main teachings in Christianity is love thy neighbor. So no one's asking, no one's no one's saying, James, that you have to, you know. Uh, all of a sudden, you know, officiate gay weddings now. <laughs> like, I don't know what what his deal is. And um, look, I've at least in my 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 schooling and background, one of the main things, like I I wrote a paper on you know sort of LGBTQ um, uh, context in the Bible in one of, in my classical studies minor. Um, and I remember when I was researching that and really digging digging my heels into that. I mean, I don't want to get off the rails too much with religion, um, but it's just it's just sad, like you said. It, it seems like there's a lot of misinterpretation and a lack of contextual awareness when it comes to referring to a book that was written 2,000 years ago um, and how people are taking into consideration context or rather lack thereof context um, and applying it to today. But that's a whole other larger issue at hand In if we're just focusing on you know, the, the initiative that the NHL is putting together, it's simply to, to just say, if you are someone who is, you know, gay, bi, trans, I mean, wh- whatever, um, whatever you identify with in, in the LGBTQ plus community, you are welcome, not only as a fan, but as a player in the dressing room or in the coaching staff or in management. That's all that this night is about. And by purposely, you know, omitting yourself from that, it's it's like like in anything, Aaron, actions speak louder than words. And to me, Provorov and Reimer made their stances very clear that they are homophobic. Um, and that's just the, that's just the the bottom line. And they can fluff up their statements and and say you know things that don't line up with their actions, but. Um, that's that's kind of the the reality of it so it is it is upsetting and 
it is, um, like you said, just disappointing. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, not too much more to say, to be honest. Just sucks. But um, yeah, I mean, we don't have to, you know, spend too much time on that, as we already did cover Ivan Provorov and and that situation. And um, I know there's been some other situations where teams are, you know, they're they're actively making decisions to, you know, not do the night that was previously scheduled on their calendar, which is. Clearly, this this topic is a very hot topic amongst teams and players and coaches and whoever. If entire organizations are pulling out last minute, saying we're not going to wear the pride jerseys, so um, yeah, it's an interesting it's an interesting and unfortunate situation that we'll definitely keep tabs on as time goes forward. But um, it is what it is at this point. Um, you know, what are you going to do at this point? But uh, Another really interesting and disappointing situation for Baltimore Ravens fans is the news that came out today, Aaron, that Lamar Jackson, according to Mike Florio, NFL analyst, See you later. is uh, moving on or has, has, has shown interest to move on from, from the Baltimore Ravens after his latest contractual dispute. Um, I know you and I, you know, we've spent a lot of time talking about NFL quarterbacks and the carousel and Rogers and Jimmy gorgeous and, you know, all these guys, um, with their new destinations, but Lamar is easily the best QB, uh, and player on the market right now. Um, you know, not as a free agent, but certainly not, as a not Cam Newton, Cam Newton's not the best available. Oh, well, I mean, listen, Cam Newton is, I think. We'll get into that one, but we need more Cam Newton in the NFL, man. We need that Superman, you know, uh, diving Ugh. over the O line into the end zone on the one yard line. I need, I need to see that again. Some, some, some nice overthrows and picks. Um, oh, yeah. Just bring it back, or he can go to the XFL. I think you know. We'll get into Cam Newton. I'm in the XFL, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll jump back to you, Cam. I, I think honestly, yeah, I have a, a, a an opinion on that, but uh, let's start with the more prominent QB uh, NFL wise. Yeah. So Lamar Jackson, um, like we, like I said, is, is uh, wanting to move on from Baltimore. According to this source, nothing has been officially confirmed by multiple outlets. It's just a, a rumor, but Mike Florio is well connected. It seems so definitely has some substance to it. Aaron, what do you make of this news? What do you think is going to happen? And if Lamar does decide to leave the Ravens, what uh, what are his options? Or what do you think he's going to do? This is where, as an Eagles fan, you're saying, he's coming to Philly, guys. He's coming to Philly. But thankfully, in Philadelphia, we're blessed to have a A1 quality MVP caliber, future Super Bowl winning quarterback in Jalen Hurts. Um, if that's not to hype him up enough, I, I don't think I did a good enough job there. But um, go Eagles, Lamar Jackson. Wow. Making it about the Eagles all the time. You know what, man? I don't know how real this news is, but apparently New England's a dark horse. And if this guy were to go to New England, holy bejesus, that no would chance. be. I, I don't think there's any chance either, but if it were to happen, wow, that would stylistically that would be such a breach from Belichick and where he's had success. I, I, I mean, they brought in Cam yeah. Newton, and that was an utter. I mean, not comparable, obviously, um, in terms of their primes, because Cam Newton was far past it. But 
what a disaster that was. Yeah. Um, where will we go? I still think Atlanta, man. I still think Atlanta. Desmond Ritter, Even, poor guy. Yeah. And, and, hey, and, and those jerseys, man. And and those jerseys. Michael oh. Michael Vick's already proved I was sick to listen to those jerseys. So, um, but, yeah, like I think he'd be a great fit in Atlanta. Indianapolis is apparently a, I guess, an option. Dude, Baltimore is really fumbling the bag here. Lamar Jackson, I cannot reiterate, dude. He has like four years of experience in the league, and he's 26 years old. He doesn't look, like he's, doesn't look like he's slowing down in terms of athleticism. He's bulked up, right? So he's got the what, – what do I want to say here? Like, the, I guess the youthful exuberance. He hasn't done anything bad off the field that we know of. In fact, right? I think he's a really good guy according to yeah. – um, you know, what I've read about him and, and people have said. Well, Baltimore's really screwing up here. Unless they have something in the back, like at the back of their minds of what they're going to do next season without Lamar Jackson or quarterback. Because looking at their depth chart, Tyler Huntley is god-awful. Um, Pro Bowl quarterback, though. Um, then they have, what, Trace McSorley, I think? Jeez, Louise. What, are they going to bring back RG3 or something? God. But... No, he's too, too, he's too invested in Twitter to... Uh... To be I, to get back in the in the game, you know what? What I could totally see happening, man, is Baltimore training Lamar Jackson before the draft, using that draft capital to try to move up in the draft on draft night. Go after a Bryce Young or a you know what? Oh, what's the other guy's name? He's on he's on UCLA. He's a quarterback in UCLA right now. He just reported for the draft. I, I think it's Doriel Thom- Thomas Robinson. I guess. Yeah, Dorian. He was he 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 wasn't bad at all at UCLA, UCLA either. Bryce Young's draft stock has dropped significantly due to him being two or one inch shorter than everyone thought. Jeez, Louise, some of these NFL scouts, man. <laughs> They're like, you are six one and not six three or six two and a half. Like, like you, you are fine, a bust. eleven and a half. It's like you suck. <laughs> you are just a joke. Um, yes. Yeah, so um, yes. Ravens are fumbling it. That's all I got to say on it. It's it's actually it's shocking how they've mismanaged this. I feel like they got to a point where they really thought that they cornered Lamar and that they were basically like, "All right, buddy, go find another deal um, if you're not happy with what we're giving you." And then they thought some team would throw in you know an offer and they would just easily match it. Um, and you know, Bob's your uncle, but. I think one thing they probably didn't realize was the fact that Lamar was going to hold strong in his, his stance against the Ravens. Um, Now, obviously this is just a report at this point. This isn't, like I said, unanimously sourced and and confirmed by, by everyone. But um, at the end of the day, Aaron, um, yeah, like you said, Baltimore has really fumbled the ball here. Um, you know, and it's just so like the idea that you you know you said oh maybe they got something up their sleeve they might go up in the draft try to you know snag a, a you know Bryce Young or um, C J Stroud or um, Stroud, <laughs> um, Anthony Richardson whoever whoever it is or Dorian Stroud Strudel. Uh, <laughs> 
Um, whoever it is that they want to, you know, get like, it's, it's so dumb. Like you have a 26 year old QB who's got, we see how long quarterbacks can be at the center of a franchise for. I mean, it's a little bit less known um, with his style of play, how long that can last. But um, there's no reason to think that, you know, Lamar Jackson with his skill set, you know, can't be a QB for at least another, I don't know, uh, he's 26 now, at least another 13, 12, 12 13 years. Um, at least 10. At least 10. At least 10 oh. of high quality. And I think 12, I think maybe if he goes closer to 40, like 38, 39, he might be kind of on uh, Philip Rivers over in Indianapolis kind of territory where he's just kind of there. Um, depending on injuries too, man. Like that's what I mean by style of play. He's obviously a very active quarterback and, you know, if he's if he's sitting in the pocket like Brady and Rogers and um, just kind of slinging it, he would last a lot longer, I'd imagine. But that's that remains to be seen. At least, at, like you said, a decade. And what you're just going to literally scrap all that years of development you've put into this guy and go get a guy for a few years younger and start right over again. Like unless the Ravens are really committed to like scorch the earth rebuild and they're like just tearing it down and dumping out all the old older players and and starting from scratch, like maybe, and not even then, but maybe then it would have some sort of, um, uh, what's the word? Some sort of, um, acceptability or understanding that they like like justifying justification. That's the word. Yeah. Then you maybe, but even then it just, you, like you said, they fumbled the bag so, so hard. And, um, one thing I'm really interested to see with this development, Aaron, is, you know, we've seen how the Rodgers, Jets, Packers situation has been kind of evolving and just dragging out forever. If, you know, if the Packers and, and Jets maybe don't come to this agreement in time or in a suitable manner, I wonder if as a dark horse, the Jets could turn their eyes to Lamar Jackson, because let's face it, like. God, like with those weapons, like Lamar, Garrett Wilson, and um, Brees so Hall. The geez. Jets signed Lazard, right? They did. <laughs> I swear, yeah. Aaron Rodgers doesn't end up going over there. <laughs> Salah is going to spear Rodgers himself. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, um, it, it, I mean, I think that's going to happen. I think it would be ridiculous for it not to happen at this point, like how advanced everything has gotten. Um, yeah. But, you know, they're a dark horse, I think. Someone said the Vikings. And that would just make me throw up in my mouth um, if that <laughs> happened. What an awful... So- Someone was like, oh, the Vikings are a dark horse. And I'm like, shut yeah, yeah. your absolute trap. But I could see him in Tennessee. But, again, you- it's going to be interesting, man. Like, you got to go to a place where... I mean, if you went... I don't. I can't see him wanting to go to Tennessee. Same situation in Baltimore. No weapons. So... I don't know, man. There's there's a lot that uh, that that I'm sure is gonna come out of this situation. But yeah, man. In terms of teams, I really hope it's not the Vikings. That would be really upsetting. Um, I don't really know. Yeah, I'd have to kind of sit down and go through through all the teams to kind of have a better idea. But Atlanta, I mean, they have Drake London, I guess. But other than that, like he needs to go to a place that is gonna support him the way that um what do you call it uh the baltimore ravens didn't i think lamar jackson has the leverage here and it's super super important to look at now how baltimore season ended 
yeah, they should have beat Cincinnati in the wild card round. Jeez, or divisional. Wild card round. Wild card round. Jeez, I, my memory's gone shot here. But they should have beaten Cincinnati, but they didn't. And look at how they didn't beat Cincinnati. Right? It was their quarterback that fumbled about the one-yard line. Free turnover, sure, but it was a turnover. Lamar Jackson would not have made that mistake. Baltimore really shouldn't have been in that situation to begin with if Lamar wasn't hurt to end the season. They would have been in a higher seed and probably would have missed out on playing Cincinnati in the wildcard round. So with Baltimore essentially crumbling as soon as Lamar Jackson went out for injury, shows how valuable he is to the offense. Right, and how geared and how, I guess, yeah, geared this offense was and how much they rely on Lamar Jackson to succeed. So maybe Baltimore is afraid of that and they don't like that as a formula of winning championships. But, yeah, I, I'm i also looking at it too this way, Joe, of Jim Harbaugh. Does he want to – sorry, Jim, not Jim, John. Does he want to – Jim John. <laughs> Jim John. <laughs> Um, not rebuild or retool at this age. He's been a coach there for quite a quite some time. I think he's the second longest um, tenured head coach behind or third behind Tomlin and Bill. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Baltimore's doing, but I, I think the only reason people aren't freaking out as much is because Baltimore is a class organization, right? They've won championships. Uh, they've proven themselves to be a contending organization. Um, for the last 20, 25 years. So I don't think people are worried. If it was like a Washington or a Cleveland or a Jacksonville, I think people would be like, what are these idiots doing? But because it's Baltimore, I think people think that they have a game plan. And you know what? They might. Or they might not. So yeah, they're, using their, they're using their reputation as leverage as well. Because yeah, you know for you know you know for a fact New England does this, and there's been stories. Oh, there, there you have it. The there's, <laughs> there, that's Lamar Jackson's agent coming coming to you. To um, slap you upside the head. All, the Patriots do it all the time. You hear in negotiations or stories about Bills negotiations. Basically, yeah, you suck. Here's two million dollars instead of the five you really deserve. Or like, even like shifting towards basketball, like Popovich was notorious for being like, dude, I'm not going to go knock on a um, free agent store at midnight or, you know, sacrifice my time for this guy. If he wants to play for the Spurs and this organization and a winning ball club, they're going to come play. And yeah, so. Yeah, it's um, it's pretty interesting. That's for sure. I mean. I don't know. It's funny. I said uh, Lamar Jackson's agent, and then I just realized that he is his own agent. So um, that was Lamar Jackson in a Lamborghini <laughs> ripping into Vancouver to come at you. Um, but uh, you know, it's a you know, it's actually an interesting team that just popped into my head for Lamar. And you know, it's not one. They're kind of a bit of a, a punching bag in a lot of ways, and are a bit you know ridiculous um, in a lot and just. A fiascos that follow them from incompetence, you know, and, and whatnot. But the Washington Commanders are an interesting team to me because right now their starting quarterback, Aaron, is a guy named Sam Howell. Um, and I, I don't even understand how you can go unless you're really willing to kind of, I don't know, torch hey, this, this was thing. The, this was the same team that said, we are going to go all in and start Carson Wentz. 
pathetic. But like, that's the thing is like they, that's one of the reasons. So they've shown to me that they're willing to be aggressive on the QB market. Don't know why they decided to go in on Carson Wentz and thought he had anything left. Um, But to me, it just makes a lot of sense. Like to me, Terry McLaurin is one of the best wide receivers in the, in the NFL. Um, Like top five, because this guy has worked with, I do think so. I, I talent wise, scary Terry top five, because to me, Aaron, Terry McLaurin has played on a team that he has had to carry. He's never played with a really competent quarterback. The last competent quarterback he had to some degree was maybe Alex Smith. Um, Maybe Taylor uh, Heineke. Heineken was like to say that Taylor Heineke was one of the best QBs that he's played with is really upsetting. Uh, for for Terry McLaurin because this guy's a monster. I mean, he's so so good. And to me, another thing I um you know that's important for me is that we know Lamar Jackson loves to run the ball. Um, and I just think that it, it takes a certain type of backfield to work with a player like Lamar Jackson. Um, I don't think you can't do it with cowbells like Derrick Henry. Um. And things like that. I, I just don't see that working as much, uh, just game plan wise. But I think that the the commanders have a pretty perfect setup in the backfield to accommodate a guy like Lamar Jackson. Um, you know, they have they, Robinson. They got weapons, man. They got Robinson. Gibson is sh- can hopefully, ugh, for the first time in his career, be utilized the proper way as a receiving back. Um, and and you know be effective that way. But you're right. They have weapons. Curtis Samuel is a really nice slot player. Logan Thomas is a talented guy, but you know, yeah, Jahan, Jahan Dodson, Jahan Dodson. I mean, and who knows, man, they had not a great year. If they say brought in a guy like Lamar Jackson, I mean, I don't think that, unfortunately, I don't think that they would have their first round pick this year. Let's face it. Um, yeah, but, um, nonetheless, like that's, that's organization changing move for a team like Washington and with all the bad press around them to the students from the terrible new name, the commanders to Dan Snyder being a scumbag. Like they just could use something to galvanize. Well, the only Maryland, the only only reason why that's not going to happen is because he's going to sell the team. So he won't be preaching aggressiveness for the GMs at all, but, but the new owner might, the new owner will. He yeah. will, for sure. They, they need an image change. Like, no tomorrow, and a new owner would do that. But I, I, we don't know when this team is going to be sold, right? Um, I think we were talking about this. I don't know if we talked about this offline or on the pod about why he won't sell to Jeff Bezos because he desperately wants to buy a pro sports team. And uh, I think that's blocked by, by the other owners because he has – when you – if there's an owner who makes more than all the other owners combined, <laughs> like that, well, I think, I think there's too much, issue. too many things going on because of Amazon, um, uh, like with the Thursday Night Football. But Jeff Bezos owns the Washington exactly. Post, and the Washington Post um, was talking mad shit about Daniel Snyder, so now he hates Bezos. Um, that's like that's why he doesn't want to sell to Jeff Bezos. That's literally it. Yeah. And I mean, I don't, th- I, like I said, though, I think the other owners would put up a stick too. I mean, that's such a conflict of interest. Amazon literally owning Thursday Night Football. Like, come on. Yeah, um, you watch that, you know. That, uh, that probably wouldn't fly um, for a number of reasons. But yeah, it's um, it's an interesting situation down there in uh, 
in in Baltimore. Don't end up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe he'll go play for like the Sydney. I don't know Sydney Commanders, and he could just kind of wheel Sydney around. Commanders. Yeah, or Melbourne, the Melbourne Titans, or the <laughs> the, the Canberra Bengals. He's just going to Australia, or jeez. Yeah, you said down under, so I guess he'll play for oh, for oh. the the Perth the Perth Packers, <laughs> the, the the Brisbane Browns. Brisbane Browns. That's a good one. Yeah, then he can fly over to uh, take on the Auckland Eagles on a New Zealand. You know, oh, that's actually sick. You know what, though, man? Like, I watch um, at times Australia. the Australia Basketball League, the Austra- NBL. Like, their games are sick, man. They Dude, have, you, know they're, they're sick cool. Aus- you know what's sick in Australia? Is Australian footy. Austra- to- Australian rules? Like no, Aussie like rules football? No, no, no! Like literally, it's its own sport. It's like a, it's like a, it's like rugby, but like they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Australian that what that's football. Is that yeah? I don't, I didn't know that was the official name. I just thought it was like Australian Footy League or whatever. Well, that, but, um, that sounds so official. <laughs> that sounds like a, like a Sunday pickup game. All right, in the Australian Footy League. Um, but nah, like I remember, like sometimes you catch it like late at night or or whatever yep. on the like just random random tsn things and um yeah it's uh it's really interesting to watch i mean especially when you kind of get a taste of sports that you're not accustomed to um you know like maybe you watching cricket and uh and me watching bocce uh just connecting with our roots i'll watch some bocce for hours you watch some cricket Um, you can watch you can watch wine making one-on-one that that's a sport yeah, as they crush the the grapes at their feet. Do you remember that <laughs> video on YouTube with that lady who who was crushing the grapes and then she fell out of the bucket? <laughs> and she was like, "Ow, ow, 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 ooh, ow, 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 ow." <laughs> she was like on the news network and like she was, cr- I think she was the reporter, and she was like, or no, the lady, the actual lady who like does the wine crushing, and the reporter and her were like crushing grapes in a bucket of a barrel. <laughs> And she like completely ate it out of the bucket and like <laughs> fell. <laughs> you know, you know who's been trending a lot recently, and Donald Trump for all the right reasons. Dude, speaking of that, have have you seen those photos on Twitter? The AI, <laughs> dude, that is whoever made that is a ele- that's actually okay. Not only is that hilarious, but it's also terrifying that like AI has come to such a degree where that is all like artificial intelligence that looks so real. <laughs> like people can make anybody do anything. Like if they yeah. have the right skills, like that is actually terrifying, but it is really funny. If you guys haven't seen it, you got to look it up on Twitter. Just look up Trump arrested. And it's just like that is so funny. an AI, like just at like mad police chase. <laughs> Yeah, one of them running away. It's like being like like ripped down by officers. Yeah, I was like, holy shit, what is that? When I first saw it, because fucking Juju, idiot, he of course oh, Juju wow. like he's like, oh my god, Trump got arrested and like fell for it immediately. Like, Juju did? Oh my Bill's gonna cut him. Bill's gonna cut him. Bill's like, that's my friend. Dawn <laughs> is my friend. <laughs> Oh man! But now I was gonna say, Hasbulla. Uh, Hasbulla has been. Uh, he's Dude, Hasbulla is the... amazing. Dude, have you seen that video of him running away from the dogs? 
Dude, I've seen like every Hasbulo video twice. Like this guy. <laughs> there was one with he was the, with the Nalk boys, and he was like firing spitballs at one of them at a restaurant. Oh yeah, dude! I think you sent us the sent um, rookie and <laughs> I that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez. And then the one where he did, where he did a cannonball into the pool. That one was funny. Was just like a little bloop. What even is like has like is he like a just like an internet sensation from Russia that like just dude no because uh, his his so he first started out as being Khabib? Khabib, mini mini Khabib yeah because he's from Dagestan as well and then I guess he always used to hang around Khabib's camp I'm not too sure how Khabib got in contact with this guy but yeah and then he just blew up I mean yeah and like not, if I don't think anyone I hope not anyone hates this guy this guy's a beauty. Dude, Hasbula like, is fucking hilarious, man. Dude, it was so funny. He was at the Lakers game courtside. It's just like, whoa, this guy's so tiny. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, he's just like so wholesome because everything he yeah. does is just like hilarious. Like he doesn't, like he's just a funny guy. He's 20 yeah. years old now. I think that's what, that's funny. That's what's funny about it because he's like in a baby body, has like a like a little squeaky voice, but has all the mannerisms of an adult. <laughs> I know, and like, who is that like Persian other guy that he was like fighting, like Abdu Razik or whatever? Husband? Like his rival, yeah, his rival. Remember that other? Oh small yeah, guy? yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forget his, I forget his name. Jeez, gosh, that Where is, is yeah. We love Hezbollah. We love him, but um, we'll get him on. I would love it. You know what? And then maybe we can have my, my mom can join the podcast because my mom's um. She's born and raised in uh, southern Ukraine, and uh, the main language growing up there was Russian for her. So she can be our translator. Um, does he speak Russian? I wonder what language Hezbollah speaks. He does. He's because Dagestan is a republic of Russia. It's like on the. Yeah, I think I it's like on the east coast there, next to Georgia. Do people from Dagestan even speak Russian? Well, yeah. It's a republic of Russia. You no, doink. Okay, God, this guy. Nationality. Like, if you literally type in Hasbula's nationality is Russian. What language? Hasbula language. And Russian is not his native language according to Reddit. Um, okay, well, Reddit is fucking now, stupid. Now, now it says he speaks mainly Russian. What is happening? Russian is... Oh, yeah, I saw that first one. What language do... <laughs> What language do Hasbula speak? It sounds like a like a like a, uh, a population of people. What language do Hasbula speak? <laughs> I, know, like, I was I was talking to people at work about it. They're like, like a what demographic. Language? They're like, what what is in Hasbula? <laughs> They're like boy. a small boy living in an adult body. Oh, Dagestani Russian. No. It's, it's a different dialect, I guess. So. Yeah, I wonder if my uh, my mom would be able to understand if that if the dialect is that uh, different. Mm. Very it's interesting. Kinda, it's kind of like um, uh, like India Hindi and Fiji Hindi. It's a little different. Like a Fiji Hindi is like more broken and slang kind of style. Oh, so you guys are like like hood. Yeah, or dude, it's like Canadian English and Ireland English. Like no one understands what those guys are saying. Dude, I don't even understand what people in fucking, like, I don't know, like, Newfoundland are saying. Newfoundland actually has its own thing going on, though. That's <laughs> uncalled for. That, that was aggressive. 
I mean, it's true. They'll tell you. I, I know. Um, I know a guy from Newfoundland. Actually, uh, he's got got some mutual friends, and um, old guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he, uh, yeah. And he. Why does my phone say it's charging when it's not even connected? Interesting. Um, Spirits, man. Yeah. Oh, the, the Google Pixel gods are helping me out here, but um, yeah, I think we've covered quite a bit today. Um, oh, you know, we quite. kind of. Yeah. yeah, we went we went across a, a few different leagues, so an international tournament. Then we flipped over to Dagestan for a little bit. Um, so we kind of did the whole world tour, Aaron. Um, and then we threw in some uh, some homophobia. Um, well, we didn't. It wasn't us. No, we didn't. We didn't. We covered homophobic topics. So barely getting started here, and I'm gonna get us canceled. Honestly. Imagine someone someone just tunes into that part of the pod. Just that clip. I, I'm, yeah. I just want to say again, I'm proud of you, man. You talked about baseball, baseball for 12 minutes, <laughs> man. That is. It's, you know, I mean, I can kind of get down with the Jays, you know, when the, once the Jay season gets going, you know, we can, we can dabble for sure. But um, yeah, it's, it's not, a, not a huge hot topic for me. Uh, oh, your boy, your boy Joey Votto from the Cincinnati Reds. I'm more um, Anthony Rizzo. That's my guy. That's a loser. You know, there's a guy on. Uh, I know, but there's a guy on um, on on TikTok, and he just goes around and he goes. <laughs> he just like goes to like Italian delis and like pronounces things <laughs> in like the most aggressive New Jersey accent ever. He'll be like fucking for sure, though. And then you're like, he was at the the uh, I think it's who's he on now, Rizzo? Yankees or Cubs? He's in the Yankees now. He's in the Yankees, and then he's like, <laughs> he's sitting like right up against the fence, and then he's like, "Hey, Rizzo!" And then Anthony Rizzo looks over and he's like, "That's fucking Italian." <laughs> no way. <laughs> this guy. This guy just, I get sad to do. This guy just wheels around to like random things. And he's like, fucking pressure. And like he says it the most like ridiculous. It's it's really good. It's really funny. I love New, New Jersey Italians, man. So funny. Do you? Sopranos, baby. I miss, I just finished that actually. Sopranos? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's a good flick. Legendary TV show. Oh, man. Interesting ending, as ever. and I, I remember people used to talk about how the ending was so like people hated it, people loved it, you know, big split. But yeah, when they all die, right? Yeah. Uh, no, Aaron, do not ruin it for our listeners. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not everyone died, well, but there's a lot of death in the show. Although I will concur. Well, but, uh, let's, let's let's call it. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, good stuff. But um, yeah, we'll be back um, this week covering some more topics. Um, You know, NFL free agency is still in full swing. We've got the draft coming up in late April. So I'm sure um, there's going to be a lot of topics to cover. Uh, So as always, guys, give us a follow on both Instagram and Twitter at TMUPPod. Listen to us, rate us, spread the word if you like what we do. Uh, all of that is super appreciated. Go Eagles. I, I got not much else to say. Uh, this guy, like, literally, I literally put out a sincere, you know, 
uh, sincere, you know, calling to the people, and you just ruin it with the Eagles. Well, uh, the Eagles will attract our viewers. Um, and oh, that's all we got. <laughs> uh, no, but we'll see. The Eagles have a good chance next year. Right? So lucky for you, you have a lot to look forward to, whereas I have to wonder if Jordan Love is going to be good or not. So oh, that will well, be. Well, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is going to be back, and Green Bay is going to trade Jordan Love for a fourth rounder to, um, I don't know where. XFL. XFL, yeah. Ah. <laughs> ah. Yeah, there you go. So, oh, man. Can't wait for that Sega to end. So, anyways. Yeah. Anyways, we've stretched this out longer than it had to be. Again, thanks, guys, for listening, and we'll see you sometime this week. Bye.